the Acts of the Apostles, Peter addressed the people, You Israelites, why do you wonder at this? Or why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we made him walk? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, the God of our ancestors, has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and rejected in the presence of Pilate, though he had decided to release him. But you rejected the Holy and Righteous One and asked to have a murderer given to you, and you killed the author of life, whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses, and by faith in his name, his name itself has made this man strong, whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. And now, friends, I know that you acted in ignorance, as did also your rulers. In this way, God fulfilled what he had foretold to all the prophets, that his Messiah would suffer. Repent, therefore, and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. The word of the Lord.
reading from the first letter of John. See what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When He is revealed, we will be like Him, for we will see Him as He is. And all who have this hope in Him purify themselves, just as He is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that He was revealed to take away sins, and in Him there is no sin. No one who abides in Him sins. No one who sins has either seen Him or known Him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous, just as He is righteous. The Word of the Lord.
hear my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. The Gospel of the Lord. the truth, to see that the Lord is risen from the dead. 
to say, seeing is believing. And in last week's story of Thomas seeing Jesus, when he sees Jesus for himself, he falls to his knees and proclaims, my Lord and my God. So for Thomas, seeing is believing. But I don't think it's a universal truth for all of us. I think that in our fears and insecurities, we tend to look away from reality. We close our eyes to what is before us. We keep ourselves locked up in different ways. For safety, we say. We build walls to shield us from seeing the needs of others. We build prisons so we don't have to deal with the reality of poverty and drugs and racism. We refuse to give up our guns. We self-medicate with alcohol and overwork, shopping and social media. Because if we really saw, if we actually opened our eyes without fear of what we might learn about ourselves, about our world, we might have to live differently. We might have to see in ways we cannot imagine. We might be called to take risks we think we couldn't possibly do. We might have to give up ideas long cherished and cultivated, protected and defended. We might have to trade safety for risk. Friends who always agree with us for friends who challenge us. Seeing may require us to believe in something new, something we cannot imagine by ourselves, something only God can show us. There's an article in today's New York Times magazine which I encourage each one of you to read. It inspired this sermon not because I'm trying to lift up a political position or make any kind of policy statement. I want to be really clear about that. That's not my job. But it inspired me because it challenged me to think about I had written our capacity, but I'll say my capacity. It challenged me to think about my capacity to see the reality of other people's experience and not react or judge. To simply see and ponder and pray. It's quite a long piece with several very powerful photographs. So even if you don't typically read the New York Times, I invite you to try this out as a baby step or a little test for yourself to explore seeing in a new way. You don't have to tell anyone you did it. So the article is about the disparity in death rates between white and black mothers and white and black infants. There's carefully researched facts about the differences in the mortality rates, and woven through the story is the story of one mother and her children, and 
her experience with the medical community of doctors and with, the, uh, with her relationship with her doula, which is a person who walks along beside someone uh, through the pregnancy and birth process. The article is entitled, Why America's Black Mothers and Babies Are in a Life or Death Crisis. It's by Linda Villarosa. You can just Google it. It's the highest read article in the Sunday's paper. So as I was reading this, I ran through a really wide range of emotions. From anxiety, to anger, sadness, beauty, appreciation of beauty, the photographs are quite extraordinary. And by the end, I was crying. And what I learned was, it's really, really difficult to see. It's really hard to see. In this case, to see that the institution of slavery in our country's past continues to produce vines that have very sharp thorns, which pierce and damage our friends and neighbors. I found myself wondering what it would take, how much courage, how much faith it would take for all of us to quell our anxiety and fears long enough to slow down enough to actually be able to listen carefully, to really try to see the reality of systemic racism, poverty, hopelessness in our society, and to evaluate it without our own fears getting in the way. Those things are all wrapped up together. 
So I think here we are in the third week of Easter. I think what Jesus' resurrection means is it's an invitation to a way of living without fear. It's an invitation to figure out how we can actually see the truth. Think about it. If death has no claim on me or on me, then we're free. We're free to see what is real. And what we know is what's real is a really broken world. And we also know what's real is a merciful and forgiving God who loves this broken world and all of us in spite of our sinfulness. That's really good news. I can unlock the door, open the windows, and walk out into the world knowing that my sins will be forgiven. Knowing that we can work together to heal the sins of the past and the present. And because of God's grace, we will live, truly live. Now Luke doesn't tell us this in the passage today, but we know that the disciples did go. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here today. They recognized the Lord. They believed in his message of hope, of repentance and forgiveness. They went out into their broken world and proclaimed the good news. We are called to join them. So now when we say it, let's mean it. Hallelujah, Christ is risen.
let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Church of God, that it may be filled with truth and love, and be found without fault at the day of your coming, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, For Michael, our presiding bishop, for Alan and Gail, our own bishops, and for all bishops and other ministers, and for all the holy people of God, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, For all who fear God and believe in you, Lord Christ, that our divisions may cease, and that all may be one as you and the Father are one, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, for the mission of the church, that in faithful witness it may preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord. For the peace of the world, that a spirit of respect and forbearance may grow among nations and peoples, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord. For those in positions of public trust, especially Donald, our president, and Charlie, our governor, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord. For the poor, the persecuted, the sick, and all who suffer, for refugees, prisoners, and all who are in danger, that they may be relieved and protected. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord. For this congregation, for those who are present and for those who are absent, May we be delivered from the hardness of heart and show forth your glory in all that we do. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord. For our enemies and those who wish us harm, and for all whom we have injured or offended, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord. For ourselves, for the forgiveness of our sins, and for the grace of the Holy Spirit to amend our lives, we pray to you, O Lord. Themselves to our prayers, especially Steve, Richard, Betsy, Frederick, Emily, Jason, Christopher, Anna, Don, Van, Diana, Robin, Janet, Molly, Lorraine, Madeline, Catherine, Bill, Barbara, Cub, Steve, Jack, Joan, Huey, Edith, Joan, Ellie, Kirsty, and Edie. For all our families, friends, and neighbors, that being free from anxiety, they may live in joy, peace, and health. We pray to you, O Lord. Lord. For all who have died in the communion of your church, and those whose faith is known to you alone, that with all the saints they may enter, they may rest in that place where there is no pain or grief, but life eternal. We pray to you, O Lord. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our Lord. For yours is the majesty, O Creator, Redeemer, and Holy Spirit. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. The peace of the Lord be always with you.
and by his rising to life again, he has won for us everlasting life. Therefore we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, who forever sing with him to proclaim the glory of your name.
in the name of this congregation, and then before there can be fully his. Those who we go may share with us in the communion of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body, because we all share one bread. God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do God's will, working in you that which is well pleasing in God's sight, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.